This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. All right, welcome to Podcast for Columbus, recording live today on July 27th, 2019. From the Crew Cave in Southwest Columbus, I'm Toddrick33 at Toddrick33. Actually, my name's Todd Fichtenberg. I didn't have it legally changed yet. <laughs> but I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Toddrick33, and with me is Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. Due to my crazy travel schedule, not to mention international break, it's been a few weeks since we recorded. And last time we attempted to record, my computer crashed, and we made lots of predictions that came true, so I'm very upset about that. Yeah, pretty much everything that happened in the last couple of weeks in Crew Universe, we already predicted in the last episode, but we have no yeah, way no to proof. back that up. <laughs> yeah, two out of three trades. Um, Argudo, how awesome he is. He's definitely the MVP. This podcast was definitely the conductor of the Argudo 100 train. 100%. And also the conductor of the Milton train and the conductor of the Sanch train. So all 12 of you listening out there, thank you. And one of you is Caleb Porter, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so unfortunately, so if you look at the numbers and see this is Conversation 30, that's why. We didn't, I feel like it'd be wrong to call this Conversation 29 since we already had Conversation 29. Yeah, it just didn't happen to the save. <laughs> Stinking computers. Well, we were naming that episode too. We were naming that episode um, Impatient and Forgetful because I had a little joke that said um, in the time that we recorded, we lost some games and were attacked by the massive report. So, <laughs> so on to conversation 30. Um, we just finished a game where we actually won. I have to say, I predicted a 3-2 scoreline, so that was absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. I Thank predict- you very much. I predicted a loss also, but you know... Last three games, we won just now against New York Red Bulls, won last week, and we tied the week before. So last three games, we are unbeaten. Yeah, I don't even know what to do with myself. Two wins in a row. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) And then last week versus Montreal, we won the first time since May 8th, which is insane. That's over two months. Yeah, we have not had a good summer. (laughs) Nope. And then we got a point on Wednesday, um, drawing 2-2. Against, I forgot who we played. Bridgeview. Oh, yeah. That's why I forgot, because they're pretty worthless. So we got that 2-2 draw, and then tonight, we won again. So that's pretty exciting. So everything that I had in my notes about the kickoff is not really making sense. And oh, by the way, I forgot my iPad, so we're not getting those awesome drops. But this is the segment where we review the most recent match. Um, so just to do a quick recap, since we last have an official recording, June 29th, 2-0 loss to Orlando at home. July 3rd, and one nothing loss to Real Salt Lake. But um, on the 6th, we had a 2-1 loss. But we scored a goal in that game. We scored a penalty kick. We did. And the fireworks were awesome. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first Decent. game ever my best friend came to. And we were sitting actually close to the uh, Seattle Sounders fans, and they were, like, heckling him. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, get a life, people. Like, I still will never understand how you can turn your back on the field for 90 minutes and call yourself an awesome soccer fan. I, I just don't get it. And then on the 13th of July, we lost to Orlando one nothing. Hey, look, we didn't score again. Uh, Dom Dwyer got a red card and a suspension expended for one game. 
for Josh Williams' alleged concussion. And I say alleged concussion because he played a few days later, so I'm not really sure. I think that was part of the PR machine there. And then on the 17th, we tied Bridgeview 2-2. And like we already mentioned, the win 2-1 versus Montreal. And then now, tonight, tonight, we beat the fifth-place team, the Red Bulls, the team that we hate. We beat them 3-2. to 3-2. Two. Three to two. Okay, that was the only second time within the last, uh, what is that, 24 games that we're in now that we've scored three goals. The last time that we scored three goals this season was against uh, LA Galaxy, which we won that game 3-1. to one. And remind me, who, was, who scored those goals tonight? Uh, we got two goals from the GOAT, the legend, the myth, the one and only. The best player on the team. Portuguese best number seven in the world. I don't know about that. <laughs> Pedro Santos. <laughs> uh, yes. And who else scored a goal? Uh, Luis Argudo. Yes. Which the is, two best uh, players on the team. We've also been uh, riding his hype train very, very long this season. So you're welcome aboard. Anyone that wants to hop aboard this Luis Argudo hype train, uh, we've been trailing along since week one. So yep. hop on. That's right. So let's talk about that game, the starting lineup. We had a um, – actually, it matched almost exactly the starting lineup we had against Chicago, but there were a couple changes. We had Zardas up top. Um, I keep saying Porter out, but maybe we should be saying Zardas out. Honestly, Zardas has been a huge disappointment this year. Like, he's gotten his goals. A couple of them have been from penalties. A couple of them have just been standard tap-ins that you would expect anyone with a foot attached to your leg to score. Nothing has been... Oh, wow, that's a DP MLS striker quality goal. Yeah, and one of the hardest things for me to stomach with Zardes is how many he misses wide open goals yeah. that just sky them. That's especially like, the oh, past man. couple weeks. Uh, last week, especially against Montreal, he had a couple chances that were game-closing goal opportunities, in my opinion, that absolutely. he absolutely whiffed on, and it was extremely frustrating being at the stadium and it, honestly anywhere anywhere that you were watching it was it would have been frustrating watching him do so poorly in those in those chances to For not sure. put away the game. For sure. And then we had at the top we had a calm Sanch and Argudo on the right side this time. I see a lot of people having hissy fits on Twitter. Oh, why does Argudo have to switch to his good foot? Why can't he just shoot? Yeah. And yeah. the thing is like zip it. We, we see the starting lineup, but they switch uh, during sure. the game in and out all the time. That's something we never saw with Finley and Miram. So that's one thing I really do enjoy is the crisscrossing and the playing yeah. on opposite sides. Yeah, for sure. And then in the holding mid, we had Artur and Trap, And then this time we had Jimenez, Keita, Cronali, and Awful in the back. And then Mr. Aloy Room in goal. And just for reference, since it's been a while since we recorded and actually recorded <laughs> yeah uh gaston Saro is out with an injury he should be back hopefully for our next game uh jonathan mensa is also out with injury hopefully back next game uh, he was just questionable for this game i would expect him to be back next week and hey we got a new goalkeeper uh la room who did magnificently in the gold cup uh with yeah. curacao 
that was a wonderful pickup. Super happy with that. Um, he's been pretty good with the Columbus crew so far. Yeah, he hasn't been called on that much, and I, I was worried last week that I thought he was a little bit shaky, but that might just have been his, you know, his brand new teammates and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. so far, I see what I like about him versus Kempen or Bendik is he definitely commands the area. So whether it, whether he'll be good in it, I don't know. Well, time will tell. I don't think he's a Zach yet. Yeah. But in terms of like just being a physical presence and kind of that that arrogance you need from a goalkeeper, he has that. So I'm, I am pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, let's see what else exciting. Um, oh, Bendik. I didn't realize it, but we got rid of him. He went to Philadelphia, which yeah. I was very sad about that we kept Kempen over Bendik. But yeah. Hopefully, we'll get another goalkeeper. Yeah, Bendik went to Philly for a. Uh, What's it called? A uh, draft pick. Oh, Second yeah. round I'm draft sorry, pick. <laughs> I know that Coda loves the Bendik, though. So. Gosh. I'm a fan. I'm that, a fan. that agenda just needs to drop right <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I will go on record and say I've been saying this all along that Bendik is better than Kempen. Oh, and also Lundgaard is better than Kempen. Oh, and Ketterer is better than Kempen. All right, moving on. Any of this doesn't matter because Ailey Room <laughs> is going to be the starting goalkeeper until he gets injured. <laughs> yeah, last week I had the thought when we were playing Montreal, I'm like, Oh, Rotalia still plays in MLS? Yeah. And so it's funny. I had the same thought tonight. Oh, Tarek still plays in MLS? So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, he's also been pretty good for Red Bulls. All right, let's talk about those fun, fun goals. And oh, you already mentioned it, but Glassstone, he has an injury again, so hopefully he comes back um, in the near future. Yeah. <laughs> and there have been a couple of I rumors have a laugh here track, I'm sorry. within the last couple of weeks that he's going to be going to Liga MX. But I have from... Very reliable sources that he's not going to be going anywhere. So, yeah, and I trust your sources. You can I feel go like ahead and relax. I think he's going to be here for a while. The guy loves Columbus, so I'm pretty confident that he's going to be staying here. Let's pretend we didn't have your good sources. In my mind, the man took a year off, cut his wages, and rehabbed in Columbus. You don't do that with a team that you don't want to play or a place you don't want to play in. That makes no sense whatsoever. Then again, Dr. Arruz is the man, so maybe he just wanted to you know, have, yeah. have good surgery. But, I mean, that, that whole agenda of, oh, he wants out makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, and honestly, if you look at it from a rational perspective from Toluca, Gaston Saro's contract is up at the end of the year. Why would you pay any kind of transfer fee when you can yeah. just get him on a free transfer in December when your season hasn't... Or is about, or I don't, I don't even know what their season is. I think it, they're about to start. Or yeah, something. they have a weird, they have like a two season thing that I don't fully but understand. Yeah. Anyway, why would you not wait a couple months to get him on a transfer or on a free transfer right. if possible? But in, anyway, and all of this is just complete BS. So <laughs> don't buy into it. Gaston is Columbus till he dies. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. So let's talk a bit about the actual game tonight. Um, I didn't prepare too much, but it's fresh in our minds. Um, I listened to Chris Dorn on the radio driving here, and wow, play-by-play by by Chris Dorn is fantastic. I I think next time I'll try to sync the radio, I'll try to turn Dwight and Neil off and then just sync Chris Dorn to the video. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I love Dorn. But in the 15th minute, White scored um, for the Red Bulls. What was really stinky is prior to that, I didn't see it because I haven't watched it on TV yet, but prior to that, it sounds like Argudo missed a pretty good opportunity where Luis saved Luis's shot. Um, so that part was disappointing. But then you flip around, and a minute later, while the red smoke is still going off, Argudo scores on a pass from Zardes, 
and celebrates and jumps. And somebody got a great picture of it. The crew Twitter tweeted it. He jumps as the red smoke is still going off. And I think that is one of my favorite moments of the season so far. Yeah, I loved it. I'm super happy for Luis Argoda to get that goal. He's been uh, a workhorse the past couple weeks. I've loved the energy and the motivation that he's given this team and the attack. Um, we need more of his energy from the rest of the attack. Um, yes. But I really like what he's bringing to the team, and I hope he can keep keep it going within the next couple of weeks. And if we didn't have time to record last night, but I had in my notes, Argudo is on the precipice of scoring. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, Podcast for Columbus is on top of things, and we are <laughs> controlling destiny. So I want to say it. You heard it here first. We're winning every game the rest of the season, and we're going on to an MLS Cup. You heard it here first. <laughs> Freaking hope so. Yeah. <laughs> So um, then we had another quick goal. No more goals in the first half, but right as soon as the second half started, which, by the way, Porter pulled a the way that Todd plays FIFA and did two substitu- halftime substitutions as um, a calm went off for Diaz and... Guzman came on for Guzman came trap. on for trap. I can't read my writing. But which <laughs> I, I'm 100% okay with. Honestly... I know this is hard for Columbus to uh, – it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's time to move on from Will Trap. He's not been great this season. We've had the best from him. I don't know he if – He even got benched in the US Open in the Gold Cup Yeah, and by I, Greg Berhalter. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if Davi Guzman is the guy who's going to replace him, but he's definitely putting out more than Will Trap is. Um, it's just not working, so – I was happy with that sub. Davi Guzman actually did more in the second half than Will did in the first half, so I'm a little bit happy with that, although I've not been happy with Davi Guzman's performance as a whole yeah, the I'm past not a couple fan of weeks. Of him. But I don't know. I'm I'm just ready to move on from the trap era. Thank you, Will, for your time given in Columbus. I know you're Columbus till you die, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Go on, take a new challenge. It's time to move on. Best for you, best for, best for us. Let's see what we can do moving forward agreed and i feel the same way about people okay and then before <laughs> i get slaughtered um i do want to say that oh cincinnati just lost 2-1 to toronto you hate to see it you hate to see it listen to me being me being cocky after <laughs> after two wins in a row after what was it uh what's our um we are Three thirteen and two in the last eighteen. That's not too bad at all, man. That's a good That's record. That's freaking trash. <laughs> all right, and right after those subs, um, we had Mister um, Mister Pedro Sanch score his first. I'm sorry, Santos score his first goal of the night. What a beaut it was! And then, indeed, and then those bozos got a penalty. No error Pinal. No penalty. Uh, but yeah, it was that's a really odd that's a really odd VAR because the play had gone on for a couple minutes. Um, In my opinion, I think it was a very soft call. I mean, I can definitely see where there was contact in the box. Uh, it looked like Argudo had pulled slightly, ever so slightly, on. Uh, I, I don't yeah. even know who the attacker was. I don't remember right now. Yeah, somebody unimportant. But um, somebody with it, tattoo sleeves. If it's that helps. a very soft penalty call, in my opinion. Um, is it correct? If you're going to give those kind of calls, sure, whatever. But it's a very soft call. Yeah, and I feel the same way. Um, the issue that I had wasn't that the penalty 
like if they had called it in real time, I would have been okay with it. Um, but if you look at the attacker, he was already spinning in that direction anyways when Argudo grabbed right. him. And so to me, it wasn't a clear and obvious call. Like it wasn't a clear and obvious penalty. It was one of those that could have gone either way. And so the fact that it wasn't called meant that it shouldn't have been overturned on VAR. So that's kind of frustrating to me. So it was 2-2, and we were wondering how on earth are the crew going to um, lose a third goal. And lo and behold, the team's best player steps up, Pedro Santos, and Gosh. scores a game winner. And I can't remember the last time I audibly celebrated for a What a, a freaking legend. Yeah. yeah, like that that was the goal that I've gotten the most hype out of in the past at least five weeks. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy for that goal. Happy for Pedro. I think I haven't looked this up. I, I just going off memory right here. I think he is either tied or at least one goal ahead of Jossie at the moment for most crew goals this season. Nice. Yeah, and one thing that I can't get used to um is that Bradley White Phillips actually was a sub and came on late in the game. I mean, he was such a prolific scorer for them that it just kind of blows my mind that that happens. Well, we'll move on into the next segment, starting 11, which is where we give the players ratings, which with four being the worst and six being average, um, today's ratings are going to be a little inflated with a win. Um, but we're going to start with my buddy Zardes. I'm sorry. You get a four. He skied some balls, wasted so many chances. He is so slow. I don't know. Has he always been that slow? I just this season, watching him on TV, because this team is trending towards speed. We'll talk more about the pickups later, but... You know, with Diaz and Argudo, I mean, even Santos has a little bit of speed. Um, I feel like we're trending in that direction, and yet Zardes is slower than molasses, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I know he was like one of the faster players in the league, attacking players anyway. But I, I don't know what's been going on with him this season. This game particularly, I don't think he was terrible as he has been in the past couple games I, i'm going to give him a five and a half for this game um he did have a nice uh, i don't know build up play uh he did lay the ball off nice for Agudo for the first goal so little props for that but it just hasn't been great the past couple weeks and but i forgot about that yes the assist on the first goal true so I'll bump him up to four and a half. But yeah, anyway, I expect a lot more from Jossie as our starting striker. All right, and then, and then Mr. Akam, I mean, he was rendered invisible this game. I thought he, he had a goal in the last game. Um, so since we didn't record between the two games, I feel like I can give him a hybrid goal of like a, a six because he was totally rendered like completely invisible this game. And then, um, like I said, he got a goal in the last one, so I'll give him a six. Yeah, for this game, I mean, he only played a half. Um, like we mentioned, uh, Luis Diaz came on for him in the half, so he only play, played 45 minutes. Um, he really didn't do too much, made a couple good runs, but it didn't turn into anything. I'm just going to give him a six for this game, just to average match. All right, imagine not voting for Pedro Santos as Gosh, man of the match. what a freaking legend. Imagine not voting for him. So I have to give him a 10. Man of the match, two goals, game-winning goal. Um, I'm going back to that, that uh, we give the man of the match a 10, which I have not done in a long time. But we have a win, and I'm giddy, so he gets a 10. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go ahead and do the same thing. I'll give him a 10 for this match. There were a couple of things that uh, he had a couple bad passes here and there, but he got two goals. I don't remember the last time that he did get two goals in a single crew match, yeah. but uh, that was great. We got the win. He had a great performance, playing a role that he's not really supposed to be playing. 
Uh, so I'm super happy with him. Let's keep the ball rolling. Let's get some more goals for Pedro Santos. Alrighty, and my boy Argudo, I'm giving him an eight. Um, I said last week before we didn't record, but a goal is coming. Um, he's that little engine that could. I know that he has his share of of haters amongst crew fans, which is awesome. Keep tweeting at me how much he sucks. Like I love it. Like there's nothing I can do about it. I'm sorry, I'm a fan. Um, so I'm gonna give him a very high mark, expecting um, comments aimed towards me. Yeah, I've I've been uh, pretty impressed with Argudo the past couple weeks. Um, he's a workhorse. He puts in the work, puts in effort, has a lot of self-motivation, it looks like. Uh, for this particular game against uh, Red Bulls, I'm going to give him a 7.5. I think he was pretty well, got a very good goal, um, just missed a couple things that really could have got us going forward. But I, yeah. I, I am impressed with what he's been putting out on the field. I was originally going to give him a seven and a half as well for that penalty uh, giveaway, but I still think that's a crap VAR call, so right. I'm not going to hold it against him. All right, Mr. Trap, I'm just giving him an average six. Didn't do anything crazy, good or bad. I know I only played a half of a game, so it's really kind of hard to evaluate him. I'll give him a five. Leave it at that. All right, and my buddy Artur, again, um, he's had a really bad season too. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see anything. A lot of times, like, who are you passing the ball to? But this game, I feel like... I feel like that I didn't shout at him too much this game, so I'm give him an average six as well. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I think if your defensive midfielders at that are having kind of a quiet game, I guess that's pretty good because they're not sticking out as bad. They're generally not your typical playmakers per se. Um, so I'm just going to give him a six and a half, a little bit ever or a little bit better than average performance. Um, he did have a couple good passes that I. Uh, that caught my eye, but um, yeah, the past couple weeks haven't been super great, but he, he is playing a little bit better uh, first half with Will, like he's normally used to playing with, and then uh, I think he is getting more used to playing with Davi Guzman, so I hope that, that momentum pushes forward for the next couple weeks. And also hope we get a better defensive midfielder yeah. that's not Guzman. So. Please. <laughs> um, and then Jimenez, who these San Jose white jerseys are actually pretty sweet. Like, I know that we made fun of the white jerseys, but I like that little diagonal design thing and the kind of off-blue teal stripes. Yeah, we just turned off the uh, Cincinnati loss. Loss. We're uh, currently watching San Jose against Colorado Rapids. Research on our team that we're playing next week, who's Sk- up one nothing. And we're scouting our uh, third-best defensive back, Lalas Abubakar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so Jimenez, um, this was uh, kind of odd because he's, like we keep seeing this with Army Knife who can play every position. Um this game, he seemed to be shaky defensively, but I don't recall any mistakes that led to goals. Um, so I'm going to give him like a six and a half. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to give him a seven. Um, I, the first or the uh, first goal definitely was not on him. It was uh, on Abubakar and Cronale. Second goal. You mean Keda? Yeah, yeah, Abubakar Keda. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking Lalas. My bad. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I, I think Hector has been great this season. I it, this game particularly, he had a couple mistakes, but it, it's still he's filling in a position very well that he shouldn't really be playing as a starter. So I'm happy with his performance. Yeah, I have a hard time rating Keda and Cronali because um, listening in the cars, listening to Chris Doran give the play by play. And he said he originally thought it was an own goal, the first goal, and then he watched the replay and said that both Canali and Keita were in proper position, but that White 
somehow got the ball and took, got the shot. So I don't really know if it was their fault per se on that goal and that because I haven't watched the replay. So I feel I feel I have a hard time I'm ranking them. I know that we conceded a penalty, but if they only conceded one goal and we got the win, I feel like both Keita and Cronali, um I would just give them a seven just because of the fact that we won. But I, I, I don't know if that ranking's fair because I'm not really sure. I mean, looking at that play, a more experienced and a more aggressive defender would have gotten up and gotten their head on that ball to clear it. Looking at that play with Alex Cronali and Abubakar Keda, who are both uh, mild, mildly yeah, young and, and experienced in MLS, they may have shied away from that ball. And I, I don't know if Gaston Saro or Jonathan Mensa would have been out there in one of those two positions. They may have gotten their head on that or may have had some kind of communication for the other to get in a better position to make a better play off that ball. Um, I think they could have done better. <laughs> They're two really tall guys, really stocky guys. I think they could have gotten themselves in a better position to clear that ball away. So for that particular play alone, I'm going to give uh, Bubakar Keda and Alex Canale based on the rest of their performance, obviously the rest of the game, I'm going to give them both a six. I think they had pretty average games for uh, rookie defenders. Um, haven't really had a lot of MLS experience. I do think they have a lot of potential moving forward. Bubakar Keda more than Alex Cronale. I think uh, Cronale has a lot of work to do um, himself, but uh, he, he can get there eventually, hopefully. But I think Bubakar Keda is slightly ahead of him. Yeah, that sounds good. And one thing I was going to say, too, about um, the whole Cronale kerfuffle and, oh, Porter calling him out. Um, so I love Jose Mourinho as a character. I don't think I could – I don't like him as a coach, but I think he's funny. But he constantly throws players under the bus. I personally don't think that Porter was throwing Canali under the bus that day that he said that, oh, um, how they put it, um, MLS professional players can't miss wide open nets yeah. and stuff like that. I think it was a motivational thing, and I think it worked because Canali's getting minutes. I know a lot of stuff happened with injuries and stuff like that, but um, I'm not as offended by Porter's comments as I feel like much a crew fandom is because Alex clearly hasn't been offended by it and is taking it to heart and playing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, we're a professional team. We have a professional coach with a winning mentality. I, I would expect. <laughs> he better have a winning mentality. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, my, I don't have any problems with his comments. Uh, Alex was in a bad position for that particular game and did cost us that goal. So, I mean, yeah, call him out. Let's get some motivation, get some uh, blood boiling, and let's – yeah. Let's go forward with that. Because that's what we used to say about Miriam. Miriam liked to play with a chip on his shoulder. So, hey, if that's how other players um, perform, let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, finishing up the defense, we have Harrison Awful. Um, same thing. I didn't see anything great. I didn't see anything poor. Um, I did. One thing I do, it, it's one of those love-hate things. I love that he takes cracking shots at the goal, but I also hate that he takes cracking shots at the goal because yeah. they're usually like when somebody else could have got the ball. But. In general, I think he did fine, so um, I'll give him a six and a half. Yeah, for this game, I'm just going to give him a six, uh, just average. Um, Looking at the season overall, we're now 24 games into the season. I I think we are seeing kind of the downward slope of Harrison Awful. We're probably getting to the point where we are, I don't know, maybe next season we're not going to see him as a starter. Uh, Just for reference, we did sign – 
Chris Caden, uh, Scotland International. <coughs> uh, we have signed him as a defender. Dakota Stewart has coughed into the microphone. <laughs> as a defender slash midfielder, so I don't know what that is uh, technically meaning, but uh, it, in my mind, I think we're looking at him more as a Harrison Awful replacement. Uh, currently, we have him on loan with, uh, who is it, uh, Oxford. What is their what is their whole name? Oxford. Oh uh, yeah, um, did I write that down? I, I meant something. to. Yeah, somebody out there in Europe. Anyway, they're a uh, <laughs> Division Three team in England. Um, he's gotten a couple starts with them the past couple weeks in friendly matches, getting them preparation for their upcoming season. But anyway, we're not going to get him. In yeah, our, I only wrote that he's from Motherwell. I didn't write where he went. Yeah, yeah, to. he's coming from Motherwell. He signed for the crew and is on loan until 2020 with Oxford. So if you want to watch him, I I know ESPN Plus has uh, League One and uh, a bunch of lower division English team coverage. So if you want to watch him a little bit, ESPN Plus is your go-to. Yeah, I have a friend who lives in Scotland, and so he's aware of um, Cadden. Is that how you say it? I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, I think it's Chris Chris Cadden. Cadden, yeah. And so he actually sent me a message like, oh, man, you're going to love this guy. He's very fast um, and very fast winger that likes to cross the ball. And it's like, oh, Ethan Finley's coming back <laughs> for the crew. Nice. <laughs> um, so the last player is Mr. Room in the back. Um, last game, I'd given him a five because I thought he was really shaky. Um, but I, I, like I said before about his presence, I was kind of excited about his presence. I don't think we have enough data to see how he's going to do in the hard plays. Right. Um, he actually almost got a hand and or foot on that. I can't remember which it was, but he was flying. He almost got a touch on that penalty kick, too. So yeah, he, he went the right direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah we got for, a win, so he gets a seven. Yeah, for this game, I'll give him a, a seven also. Um, first goal, like I said uh, before, it was mostly on Cronali and Bu Carcada. They just really didn't do enough. Room may have been able to get a hand on that ball, but... I, I don't know. It was headed too fast in his direction. Didn't really have time to react. And then the penalty, he dove in the right direction, yeah. just wasn't made, able to make the entire play to get the hand on it. But uh, we, we did get the win. I, I don't think he had any really good saves aside from those couple opportunities that he had. Yeah, I can't remember. He, he didn't really have too much to do in the back. But um, anyway, he, he's in great positions. I, I, I like his composure, so I, I'm really confident with him going forward. So, yeah. All right, and now to the segment hydration break. This should be a short, uh, a short segment because we already talked about most of it. Um, but this is where we talk about news related to crew players, including loans and injuries. Um, Pipa's still out. Milton's still out. As you saw, Cornelius back from Indy 11. Um, the last game that I checked out for Birmingham Legion FC, Opoku was an unused sub, and J.J. Williams started. So at least those two players are still playing somewhat, even if they're not being used. Um, I'm not sure where Lungard is. He was loaned to Pittsburgh Riverhounds, but just doing a quick search. Um, apparently a thumb surgery, which I didn't know about. And then he had a back injury in April, which I'm wondering if a back injury is one of those types of things that he's not going to come back from because what was it past Matt Pasifici or whatever we had a couple years ago yeah. he had a, he had like at the age of like 22 had like a season injury ending a career ending injury so I'm, I hope that doesn't happen for Lungard because he was doing really awesome but yeah 
I know um, for Lungard, he's been in Columbus at least since uh, Atlanta in the U.S. Open Cup because I saw him at the game. Okay. Um, so he's at least been in Columbus. I don't know if doing rehab or whatever, but he, he has not been with Pittsburgh Riverhounds since our U.S. Open Cup game against Atlanta. Yeah, well, I would like to see him on the bench instead of Kempen. Um, and... <laughs> And then the Richmond, <laughs> yeah. And then the Richmond Kickers. Um, Kata is back with us, um, playing for the crew after playing pretty well in the U twenty World Cup for the U S men's national team. Which I heard, I was listening to a different podcast, and they were talking about him. His heritage is from Ghana, which I didn't know. So like yeah. we have like lots of um, Ghanaian players, yeah, um, which is pretty cool. I think it's cool. Like on uh, Jonathan and Harrison's Instagram, they always put Kata on there as like. They captioned him like Americano, like oh, yeah, that's he, he's, funny. he's still Ghanaian, but like I don't know, they just coined him as American. That is funny. Um, and then we had obviously Arguda and Kempen are back from Hartford Athletic, and then we have new players. Um, we briefly talked about a few of them, but we dumped Mullins, and that's why last week when we were or last time we recorded that got deleted. We we're saying what three players would you want to get rid of, um, and we unanimously decided Mullins, Guzman, and Rubinho. And well, two of the three are gone. Thanks, Caleb. And then Guzman must have pictures or blackmail or something. Because I don't know what he's still playing. But uh, but yeah, Guzman's still here, unfortunately. And then Room, we've already talked about. And then Romario Williams, um, he came from Toronto, I believe. Uh, Romario Williams, he came from Atlanta United. Oh. He was was part of the uh, Tam Gam, whatever crap deal. And then uh, we got... uh, So we saw him a little bit tonight. Yeah. Um... I don't think 15 minutes was really enough time to really evaluate anything, um, but you know, hopefully time will tell in the future. Yeah, but he he did play the other week and he did get uh, a goal, which was very good coming in. Uh, I think he replaced Zardes, if my memory is correct. But and it, <laughs> you know, it's sad. Like I've been so I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, we've oh, had that's how much I've been like, oh, the season sucks. <laughs> right, but we've had a pretty busy transfer window we did get uh romario williams like we're talking about here with uh atlanta united and then we got hamilton from tfc part of the trade deal with patrick mullins got some tam gam whatever kind of garber money that was and then uh we got a new winger whose name is Yunus mukhtar he is a moroccan dutch winger yeah uh, he is most currently from a Norwegian league. I forget which team it was right offhand. But uh, anyway, he hasn't been... He, he wasn't doing very well in Norway. Uh, he had a uh, rough stint in Turkey. And then um, before that, he was playing in PSV in uh, the Dutch league. So I believe he's still waiting for his P1. I think that's why we haven't seen him. Yeah, yeah. So he's still waiting for his uh, work visa right now. Um, I I would assume hopefully he he will have all that kind of paperwork and everything. And that's in one thing I have to say because I tried to get an immigration as a practice back when I was at my old law firm, general practice. It, but for whatever reason, MLS lawyers are very 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 good at the immigration process. So I don't yeah. so I don't I don't know how they get them so fast sometimes to be honest. But, yeah. But I don't have any doubt that um, that he'll get it. It's just yeah. the question is when. Yeah, because uh, obviously I have my own kind of immigration experience, yeah. and it takes freaking forever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, especially for uh, Ilay Room, he got his P1 visa within, like, two weeks or yeah. something. So hopefully uh, Yunus Mokhtar can get his visa and all his kind of paperwork and everything ready 
for next Saturday against uh, San Jose. But if not, maybe he can get ready for our next more important match, which is uh, Hell is Real. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati at home. Oh, yeah. We've got to win that game. We have to. Um, and then I think the only one we left out was Jordan Hamilton. Um, do we even expect to see uh, much of him? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. Because looking at him, we have four strikers now. We have Jossie, who is our number one striker, of course. Unfortunately. Um, and then below him, we have now Romario Williams coming in from uh, Atlanta United. And then our third option is uh, Hamilton coming in from TFC. And then fourth option is J.J. Williams, who has been loaned again to Birmingham. So I'm not really expecting to see much from Hamilton this year. I know he was kind of a rotational player with Toronto. I'm expecting him to have that same kind of role here in Columbus. You know, just I I know he is a pretty young guy. Uh, He just came through TFC Academy. So... um, he might have a higher ceiling uh, going forward, but for right now, there's no way that we're replacing Jossie or Romario Williams with him. Yeah, and I think that there's an element, too, of because I thought, oh, well, that's cool. We offloaded a, a forward for another forward, but then we right. ended up getting two forwards. So I think there's some sort of Benz, Bezbachinko magic going on here as well. So yeah. um, I think the one I'm most excited to see, but shocker to everybody who who might be shocked to hear that I love speedy wing play, um, I think uh, Chris will be cadden. If, if he's the caliber player that, that they hope he is, it would be sweet to see him next season. But that won't be till next season. So. Yep. Yeah, for this season, um, I'm I'm pretty excited to watch uh, Yunus Mokhtar. Um, I've watched a couple of his highlight videos from PSV and uh, stuff that he's done over in Europe. He seems like a really good quality player, so I'm excited to see what he can do with the crew. And then obviously Chris Cadden. Uh, we're not going to get until 2020. Um, he, he looks like he's a pretty quality player, but I think we're going to use him more as a fullback pushing forward, which I'm also excited for. Yeah. All right. So moving on to listener questions. Um, don't forget to use that hashtag AskP4C and tweet us at Podcast4CBus. Um, I saw we got a couple today, but I do want to, since we missed the recording, there were a couple really good, fun questions from from last time, I thought it was worth re-recording. Uh, Max Brunke had asked a couple questions um, that was interesting. Uh, one of them was, will our problems get better past the international players returning? And we had talked about this actually a month ago before when we the recording got deleted. Oh, look, Kai Kamara went down. Uh, dive. Um, and I would say no. <laughs> I said no back then. I said no now, um, even though we actually have a... Um, a you know, two games winning in a row, but um, I feel like Zardes and Trap haven't played much of a role in that yeah. increase. Um, I, obviously, I we lost. Yeah, obviously we lost Zach, but but the thing about Zardes is I think he's. I mean, I just he's regressing, and we already mentioned it. But Trap sat during the Gold Cup, and he got a lot of internet, a lot of um, criticism from um, from commentators, which I thought was really really good for crew fans to hear because. You know, we hold Will Trap on a pedestal. He's from Gahanna, and oh, he's he's the, um, the franchise. Yeah. Um, but you know, I hope we didn't hinder his potential in his career by by him staying here. Right. Yeah. Um, like I think it's fantastic to have uh, Crew Academy players move up to the first team, but like we've mentioned multiple times before, we've seen the best from Will. I don't think we're going to see anything 
better or any kind of variation from his play. I think what we've seen already in the past is is the best that we're going to get to. Yeah, and I think that also answers massive at TBL87's question, will Giazzi have the spark we need to get us to the playoffs? Um, I think answered that. For a fun question, um, Buckeye DiNapoli asked, what is Todd's favorite lobster dish? And I will have to say that usually I just like straight-up lobster tail, but when I was in Vegas for a conference and I went to Hell's Kitchen and had a lobster risotto, that may be one of the top three things I've ever put in my mouth. Like, it was just that delicious. So I'm going to have to go with Gordon Ramsay's lobster risotto for the time being. <laughs> All right. Um, Mike Hudson at Mike Hudson Sucks asked, what is your least favorite national team chant and why is it? USAA. Clap, clap, clap. Um, one thing. These questions are from last yeah, week. They're when... from a month ago, actually, but I just wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> From our episode that got, got completely demolished last week or uh, a couple weeks ago. So I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to recomment that, um, you know, American Outlaws is a Ponzi scheme, and yeah, also, <laughs> Boo. yeah, and also, the I still believe, the, I believe, I believe that, I believe that we will win. Like that thing was fun during the 2014 World Cup, but. Some chance we need to move on from, and so that was so that one should go away. And also, like the the Viking clap of Iceland was really fun during the Euros. Yeah, but that needs to go away too. Yeah. Um, so, I so that's agree. what I'd say. And then also the stuff is like because um, we support the U.S., the U.S., the U.S., and that's the way I like it. That's not bad, but every single MLS team sings that song. Yeah. Every single one. So let's be a little bit more creative. So hope I answered your question by Cuts and Sucks. My personal pet peeve for any kind of chance is the standard da 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 yeah. <laughs> Anything. Unless any you're kind, at a hockey game. That's awesome at a hockey yeah. game. Any kind of chant that goes to that tune just needs to be thrown out the window completely. Get rid of it. Be more creative than that. Correct. Back to our buddy, Beppe, Buckeye Dinopoli. Why do idiots want Gonzalo Higuain in Columbus? I think that's a great question. I can, you can look at it from two sides. One side saying he needs to stay in Chelsea. So I understand as a Chelsea fan, you want to keep him there. But he's not at Chelsea. He's, he's not? Ba- he's back at Juventus now. Oh, that's the, why the question was asked then, because he hates Juventus. <laughs> um, so from that perspective, I, I think he's, he's about my body type, and I think he's past his prime. So I'd say he's done. And I'd also say we have Dos Luises, and that's much more better, much more better. I mean, than Gonzalo Dos is probably better than Jossie, so. <laughs> well, fair enough. I'm probably better than Jossie. <laughs> okay, no that's, no, that's not true. All right, and then Rich Uncle Skeleton, this is a fresh question. If Dakota has a magic jersey that makes us win, why did he let the skid go so long? For context, yes. last week... Um, I posted a selfie as I do normally every home game. I was wearing the uh, piss for Columbus jersey. The for Columbus jersey, the best <laughs> jersey ever created in the history of the Columbus and crew. Every time I've worn that jersey at a home game, we have won. So I was very desperate for a win because it's been how many weeks now since we've won a game? And the truth is that you probably needed laundry done. That's probably the real reason. <laughs> Yeah, I have a very vast jersey <laughs> selection. So. I'm very disappointed you're not wearing a crew shirt tonight. So right, but I have, I do have uh, crew shorts. True, true. So that oh, I'm wearing our Gudo jersey just for the record, but there I do we wear go. that every week. So, <laughs> but anyway, I wore my Fort Columbus jersey last week and we won. So it's uh, undefeated as of now. 
I am probably going to wear it for Hell is Real just because I'm that superstitious and that desperate to win against freaking Cincinnati. Yeah, we need to kick their butts. And then the second question, I'll let you answer, but I know the answer to it, is when will he reveal that he has become a Fooslad? Never. Never. Because that's absolute garbage. Yeah. I mean, who would have two teams? I mean, who, come on. Who the heck would support two teams? For real. Jeez. For real. Um, and then here's one last fun question. Then I think our Twitter people did ask questions. From Patrick Moore, the crew pat. If a grown giraffe farts, how long does it take before they smell it and does said giraffe forget they did it? So this is more of a scientific question. Um, the average distance from ground to said anus of giraffe is about seven feet so assuming that he you mean from the anus or from the nose from the ground to the anus and then from the anus to the nose okay so you, you have about a uh six feet distance from ground to said butt and from said butt up to nose is about another six seven eight feet so i would give it about uh 3.96 seconds until the good old schnoz of a giraffe would smell the fart. I would say that the nose is too far away from the anus, and therefore he never smells it. <laughs> Plus, everybody knows your own poop doesn't stink, so I guess they we never need smell. To ask residential uh, Jack Hanna the question. Yeah. And then we have <coughs> our buddy Massive at TBL87. Argudo is the truth. I'm sorry I didn't believe you before. My friend, there's room on the train. There is room on there the train. There is definitely room on the train. Give me your ticket right now. I'll punch it. We'll punch it. There you and go. You're, well, you're more than welcome to join welcome us. You are welcome aboard this train. And then Jesse Porter, or I should say J. Michael at Jesse Porter 11. What piece after these last three weeks do we need most? I still think Striker. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at all of the acquisitions we've got in the past couple of weeks, uh, different kind of transfer moves, I think the biggest piece that we need to look at going forward is obviously the number 10. Uh, we did sign Jesse to another DP contract, so uh, obviously ownership and coaching staff has confidence in him. So I think all the marbles uh all the everything that you can think of need to be pushed in the corner of all right who's going to be replacing people right now because looking forward yeah, i point. don't think that eyn is going to be our starting number 10 next year if he comes back at all and we definitely do need that kind of playmaker that kind of uh attacking threat the mastermind of the attack uh that that is the piece that we need to be focusing on now that we kind of had Chris Caden coming in for Harrison Awful, who's getting a little bit older, we do have a couple new wingers that we're going to try out. Uh, the, the thing is that we're going to be needing going forward is a new number 10. So I think that is where all the focus is going on. I don't think particularly we're going to be getting that said number 10 by the time the end of the transfer window comes this end of summer. So I would expect that to come more in a january february signing if that uh, more likely that would probably be next summer that's a good point because i completely forgot um that Artena's is injured most likely too old to come back and then pedro santos has done a serviceable job but he's on the third year of his three-year contract and i don't think he's coming back right so we have lots of midfielders and forwards coming in so i do think but I'm pretty sure that that's going to be on Bez's thoughts, um, at least if not Caleb's, because Caleb um, 
Oh, who is the 10? I'm trying to blank on his name. He's Argentinian. For Portland? Yeah. Valeri? Yeah, that guy. So he brought that guy in, so um, we should bring in a couple. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 10 come in. Yeah, I completely I mean, forgot. It's not just that we need the 10 to boost our team, but we need some kind of playmaker to boost the team as a whole to keep up with the league. I mean, LA Galaxy, they're about to sign a, another Argentine winger, Christian Pavon from Boca, who is phenomenal. I think that's a great signing. Uh, look around all the other teams in the league. They're all making quality signings. I know LA, uh, LAFC, they have a stellar roster. The New England Revolution, they just got Boo, who is a, another Argentine striker who is great. He used to play at uh, Racing Club. I used to watch him a lot before he went off to Liga MX in Mexico, and now he's at uh, New England Revolution. And then... Um, Inter Miami, they're bun- they're making a bunch of signings uh, this past this past week. I know they just signed their first new two players, a couple young Argentine guys. Uh, one of which I've heard of, uh, he he's pretty decent. But I mean, we got to make some more bold moves to keep up with the rest of the league if we're going to compete for any kind of trophy. Um, if not, we're going to get left behind in the pack. And thank goodness there's not any kind of pro rel right now in MLS yeah, or else we'd sure. be in some kind of League 2 situation right now. Um, actually, not right now. We would not be. If we're looking at the live table, <laughs> we are in 20th place, my friend. But you know who's dead last right now in the live table? Dumb. FC Cincinnati. Ooh. Oh, it's so sad. You hate to Yikes. see Yikes. But with the exception of MC Cin- FC Cincinnati, the MLS 3.0s, the Atlantas, the LAFCs, they are leaving us so far in the dust with their spending and the talent that they're bringing in that, uh, yeah, we need something to catch up. And, oh, you hate to see it. San Jose it goes up to nothing. So I was about to predict a win, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like last night I was watching LAFC versus uh, Atlanta United. That, that's going to be MLS Cup final right there. Probably. That was by far the most entertaining, the most quality MLS play I've seen in my recent memory with the obsession of the pro referees calling a non-penalty in that game it was clearly yeah. outside the box i mean that was a clear and obvious error but whatever we'll moving on right but anyway like just watching that game watching the style of play watching the the quality all around the field it blew my mind that the columbus crew is still in the same league like i i don't know we're so far behind but yet we're able to get up to their level there's just a couple things that they need that need to change because you look at lafc roster they have three four maybe five guys that you recognize the rest of the guys you're like who the heck is this guy we can be that kind of roster the names don't matter we just need the quality players that can boost our team forward we need a team that's intact with the coach with the coaching staff all that to move forward and I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what needs to change, but I know that we're, especially with the past couple of weeks, we're moving slightly in the right direction. I, I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was, say, five weeks ago, but I still think there's a lot of, uh, a lot more work that needs to be done. Yeah. So I, I think that that brings you into the question you asked on Twitter. We didn't. We got one A minus, but people had, you had asked what, how do you grade the transfer window? Um, my grade is probably really high because I feel like in terms of making the team better, it was probably a small return. But how 
active we were and how Bez is already thinking forward, thinking of like, like Chris Caden where he is being loaned or thinking about like even a com, um, acquisition where he's you know going to a different team when he's done. Like that type of businessing, um, we know that something good's coming um, forward. So at this rate, I give him a B plus um, for this transfer window, even if it doesn't give us anything but a, but a small boost because I think that it's laying the way for the summer transfer window. Or right. not the, I'm sorry, we're in the summer for the next transfer window. <laughs> yeah, and for this transfer window, as of now, if if we're completely done, um, and, and there still is quite some time left if they're going to make any more moves, but just hypothetically, if we're done as of right now, I think we're going to give this transfer window a 6.5 out of 10, which I guess would be a uh, C. Yeah, um, that's more like a D plus. 65%. Yeah, but anyway, I, I don't know. The the pieces that we've brought in, you know, Yunus Mokhtar, uh, Luis Diaz, uh, Eloy Room, who I think is the best player that we've brought in, which is boosting the grade that I'm giving them. I don't know if they're necessarily game changers. Uh, also, Chris Cadden, will throw him into the mix, uh, even though we're not going to get him until next year. But, I mean, I think this season or this transfer window, excuse me, um, I don't think we're necessarily focusing on finishing out the rest of this season because, honestly, there's no way for us to even think about winning anything this season. I, I think all of the focus, all of the attention should be going towards 2020, 2021, when we get our new stadium, et cetera, et cetera. And I think they are making those kind of moves. Um, so this season or this uh, transfer window... I'm not 100% happy with as of now for this season, but setting up for the next couple of seasons, next couple of transfer windows, I think they are making the right pieces move and and, and whatnot. So I just hope that uh, Caleb Porter can get his guys in, in line, get everything ready, and uh, let's let's try to go out there and win some trophies. All right. Well, let's use that hashtag ask p4c um next time we won't have eighteen thousand games to talk about so uh, <laughs> so hopefully we'll have a lot more discussion on that and talk about more wins um so we'll move on to the segment where we discuss the upcoming match and we do on saturday at 10 o'clock p.m because it's on the west coast we are playing san jose um san jose if the score line stands now they're beating colorado to nothing that would put them fourth in the west and fifth overall um, with 16 wins, 7 losses, and 4 draws, and 37 points. And that is 13 more points than the crew have. The crew have 7 wins, 14 losses, and 3 draws with 24 points. So I really, really am on a high after winning 2 in a row. Um, we did beat the 5th team in the East. Um, 2 in a row and, yeah. a, and, a, and a draw. And a draw, true. So that's why I'm not ready to predict a win again. I'm not ready. But I think we're finally going to score some goals. At least hashtag Dos Luises are going to score some goals. And, of course, the best player on the team, Pedro Santos. Um, one of them is going to score. So I'm going with a 2-2 draw. Um, I don't know if you had anything else to say about the upcoming game. But to be honest, I've been kind of, I've kind of uh, for the last couple of months, been kind of like whatever. Um, so I haven't really paid much attention to, excuse me, to MLS. But um, I'm going with a 2-2 draw. Yeah, for this upcoming game... Um San Jose isn't really a team that I've been paying much attention to. Um, I think I am at currently 52 or 53 total MLS games watched this year. 
So, um, oh, that's just MLS? That's not overall? Yeah, that's oh. just MLS. Because I knew your goal was 100 games, period. I didn't know you were that high in MLS. Wow. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, on Monday, I'm going to be putting out some stats about my viewing. <laughs> so oh, nice. So I'm at, how many cool games have we played? 24? Uh, we've played, yeah, 24. So I've watched most of the 20, and I've probably watched like two or three games in ESPN. I've probably watched 10 Minnesota United games, so... I'm at like 35. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in any of my soccer addiction stats, that's going to be coming out on Monday. <laughs> but um, anyway, for this game against San Jose, uh, I, I don't know. They they are on a great run. Um, the crew is also kind of turning tables, putting, putting new things forward. So I, I really don't know what to expect. I'm going to go with a... Two to one crew win. I, nice. I hope we can get the win. Hope we can get more momentum to push forward for Hell is Real. That, in my mind, is the game that we should putting all of our focus on as of now. We got past New York Red Bulls, San Jose. I think we can kind of put on the back burner. You know, just put out some uh, re- reserve type players. I know we've kind of been playing with them already with all these injuries, but let's put all the focus, all the attention on Cincinnati, August tenth. If you haven't gotten tickets already, go ahead and get your tickets. Invite whoever you want, your neighbor, your friend, your cousin, somebody that you don't even know. Get them in crew gear. Get them out to Montfort Stadium. Let's fill the fray. Here's the real question. What are you wearing to the game next Saturday? I think I'm going to wear my four Columbus jersey. Yeah, so it's a win. Man, I just screwed up my uh, my prediction. Here we go. <laughs> and so just to give you a quick update, I'm not going to go through all the scores, but uh, – Coda has Ethan Finley points and Todd has Guzan points or Guzman points. So, thirteen points to nine, which is actually a lot closer than I thought it was. Um, probably because I started predicting losses earlier, <laughs> and also the guests, aka Cam, have six points. Um, and then finally, we'll just dis- um, head into extra time. This we don't have much to talk about. We'll discuss MLS or World Soccer as applicable um, around MLS, where he talks about how FCC is dead last. Yes. Um, We also talked about the um, Atlanta LEFC game. Um, So the U.S. Open Cup, the four teams remaining is Orlando will be playing Atlanta United on August 6th. And Minnesota, the fighting Ethan Finleys, will be playing Portland on the 7th of August. So those are your teams still left in the U.S. Open Cup. The crew are not one of them. So moving on. So the Gold Cup, Mexico beats USA 1-0. Moving on. Uh, in the Women's World Cup, the USA wins, beating the Netherlands 2 nothing, And Premier League starts in just a couple of weeks. Pretty excited about that. And yeah. I don't know if you want to give a plug to your Argentinian league starting. Yeah, actually, uh, Argentine league started yesterday. We had a uh, wrestling club against uh, Union Santa Fe. Um, that was a 0-0 game. Watch day was actually pretty boring. But Are those teams, like, good teams? Yeah. Um, is that Rass- the same league that Boca and River is in? Yeah. Actually, oh. uh, Racing, they won the league last year. So oh. they were the uh, title holders coming back. They always play the first game. But anyway. That's that- a thought. That's why I was shocked. So yeah, who, yeah. what's the name of that team? Uh, Racing Club was the home team. Is and that then the Tigers? Union Santa Fe. No. Tigres or something? No, that's they- a different team. Oh. I'm trying to learn. I'm very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I was just shocked. I thought Book and River, like, every year it kicked butt. So I was so shocked to hear this team I never heard of before. Oh, no. So. <laughs> but actually, like, as as we speak of Boca, they just signed De Rossi from yeah. uh, Roma. So 
that's pretty exciting. Which and probably makes front of the show hang the DJ either very sad or very happy. I don't know which way to go. On I that. think he's pretty sad that he's leaving Roma, but excited to watch him still play soccer. And I mean, DeRossi, who's he's been saying that he's wanted to play at Boca forever. It's like a bucket oh, list type thing. So hmm. I'm pretty happy to watch him play there. Because um, he's a one team player, right? He played yeah, at Roma yeah. for forever. Yeah, he yeah. was at Roma forever. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to watch him. Um, if you do want to watch any kind of Superliga Argentina, if you want to comment on it with me, uh, there is a package that you can get with Fanatis. It's ten dollars a month. You get all of the Argentine league, all of Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, any kind of South American soccer that you want. It's on there. Ten dollars a month. Copa Libertadores doesn't that include uh, North American teams? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, they want to do that, get that cash money. I know. Freaking dumb. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, that brings us to the end of this program, Conversation 30. I've been Todd Fichtenberg at Todd33 and for Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. Um, We're happy to finally be reporting on a win. And also, you're welcome for everything we predicted in the last episode. And until next time, you have a great week. Bye, Mokulumu.